What's up guys, Dalton here. Before we hop into this episode of the PT Coffee Cast, I just wanted to touch base with you and say thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Whether this is your first time listening or you've been rocking with us since day one, we appreciate your support. Every like, comment, share, subscribe, whatever it is, truly does mean the world to us and it continues to push us to put out the best possible content for you guys. Before we hop in, I just want to talk to you about our partnership with Physio Network. Physio Network is on a mission to improve physiotherapy standards worldwide. They do this through their research reviews. If you sign up, you'll get 12 research reviews per month in both written and audio form. Articles are selected and appraised by industry experts such as Sandy Hilton, Mary O'Keefe, Tom Goom. Um, former PT Coffee Cast guests such as Teddy Wilsey, Sam Spinelli, Jared Hall, Tom Walters, and plenty more. They're clinically relevant and recently published, and they take less than five minutes to read one review, saving you hours of work. This also solves that problem that we all struggle with. How do we stay up to date with the research? Physio Network has you covered. They also give you access to a members-only Facebook group, and you can do quizzes that will get you CEU points. They got it all. If you guys are interested in trying out Physio Network, you can start your seven-day free trial now by using the link in the show notes or our bio on Instagram. This will give you the option to play around, see what you like. Do you like listening? Do you like reading? And just seeing the amazing content that they give you guys, and then you will join because Physio Network is amazing. We'd love to hear from you guys. If you have signed up for Physio Network, please let us know how your experience has gone. We'd love to hear, and we can pass on that information to them. Also, if you guys haven't noticed, we've moved the PT Coffee Cast to its own Instagram page. So head over there so you don't miss out on any content. You can follow that at the PT Coffee Cast. We've also started a PT Coffee Cast newsletter so that you guys can get up-to-date information on the latest episode. If we have any new merch dropping, maybe some coffee, whatever it is, we want you guys to know about it first so you can follow the Instagram page as well as sign up for the newsletter so you don't miss out on anything. That's all I got for now, guys. I hope you enjoy this episode of the PT Coffee Cast. Welcome to the Movement PT Coffee Cast, where we sit down and talk about physical therapy, health, and whatever else comes to mind during our coffee-infused conversations. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Movement PT Coffee Cast. My name is Dalton, and with me, as always, is my beautifully bearded friend, William. William, how are we doing today? I'm doing good. I had a little bit of a rough start with the coffee. Yeah. I keep slipping the filter and then getting a bunch of grounds in the beans, or uh, grounds in the coffee, and then I have to, like, report and stuff. But I think, you know, the end product was okay, so... You did a deal, right. the old double filter. I did the double filter. Yeah, that'll happen. How did that make you feel when you took that first sip and it was like grounds? It wasn't good. I mean, you saw it. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching you. Um, yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll just jump into it. It's, it's different like when we intro when we're together now. It's so, like I have to actually like look you right in your eyes and like mm. feel your energy and it's good. It's okay. <laughs> but uh, we'll get into today's episode. So we're starting um, a student series. So our plan is to interview 
um, a student from every physiotherapy school in Ontario. Um, so today we have Jennifer Smith. She is just finished up her first year of physio school at the University of Toronto. So she's going to be our first student kicking off um, this series. So Jen, welcome to the show. Thank you guys. Thank you for having me. How is, uh, how is your morning going? It has been pretty good. I woke up, had a good breakfast. I have my coffee with me, so I'm ready to go for this. Very good. Very good. Well, how do you, uh, I know when we first started talking, you had mentioned that you normally just drink drip coffee or like Tim Hortons coffee. Yes. So what's your coffee game like now? Is it still the same? Have you evolved? It is still the same. I got to stick to what I, what I like. <laughs> hey, nope, no problem with that. You Super avoid easy. The, go ahead. Super easy. Um, just prep it at night, turn it on in the morning, and I have my coffee for the day for school, and I'm just ready to go. Beautiful. Then you don't have to worry about Will's problem of drinking a mouthful of grounds. So I guess there's, there's pros to it. Yes, <laughs> which I will say I've had the same problem a few times, just <laughs> not paying attention. And it's, I've had some grounds in my coffee as well. <laughs> um, so Jen, why don't you just start off, do, do a little bit of like an intro of yourself, give a little background um, to the listeners. Yeah. So like you guys mentioned, um, I'm Jennifer Smith. I'm currently in my first year of PT school, just about to wrap up that first year and start my second year at the University of Toronto. And just a little bit about myself. Um, I love playing soccer. Um, I love working out, cooking. Um, have recently found a new interest in reading, actually, um, in the last couple of years. And just kind of being outside, you know, enjoying going for walks and runs and, you know, just kind of basic stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, and I, I was going to ask you before we dive into, like, all the, all the physio school stuff and that, um, obviously, like, living an active, active lifestyle is important. Like, what kind of led you down that path? I would definitely say that most of it has stemmed from my involvement with soccer. Um, just growing up, always playing soccer. It's just kind of been not something I really had to think about. It was just, you know, playing soccer had fitness and being active in itself. So it hasn't really been something that I've had to kind of learn or begin new within like the last couple of years. Um, it's just been kind of second nature for me. So I was just wondering like how the shift um, in the focus of like, let's say your training, you know, originally you were probably more focused on fitness when it's related to um, soccer, but as you've kind of moved away from the sport and moved into other things, how has that like focus or lifestyle changed for you? Yeah, so definitely you touched on that a bit, you know, going through soccer, my fitness was heavily focused on the performance aspect. Um, so not just like my skills with the sport itself, you know, dribbling, shooting, that kind of thing, but also the training in, you know, the weight room with strength and then on the field with speed. Um, so it definitely has shifted from being done soccer now into more of a mindset change into of um you know valuing it more for my health and well-being um especially going through all the years of playing soccer and you know putting my body through a lot with that um i've kind of shifted more to 
prioritizing my fitness, not only just for the benefits of fitness that it has in itself, but for me, it's kind of been more of like um, proactive instead of reactive. So I kind of just want to focus on making myself as healthy as possible um, right now as I can and controlling that versus, you know, later on down the road and being like, I wish I would have, you know, started this earlier and now I'm trying to catch up and that kind of thing. So I went through like a similar transition, you know, I used to play baseball competitively kind of like my whole life until uh, I finished my undergrad and then I was kind of like, same as you, I went through a bit of a switch like that. Um, so I'm just wondering like, how's that gone in terms of like going from being super competitive to not necessarily, uh, training for competition as much. And like, are you getting that draw back to compete at all at some level? Yeah. So, you know, when I, the very last game I played, you know, it was really hard to process that it was my last like high competitive game. And I think it, it took a while to really process it and, you know, start to be okay with the fact that, you know, I spent my whole life dedicating myself to soccer and now it's finding a way to take what I've learned from that and use it going forward. Um, and I definitely still do um, draw, draw back to kind of the mindset of training in sport. You know, you're used to pushing yourself super hard you're used to like having workouts that are tough and realizing like maybe that's not the best for me at this point in my life. Um, and like I'm still super competitive and I think it's more changed to being competitive within myself um, and really just trying to progress myself and get better for myself um, instead of directing it towards like that competitiveness between like teams and stuff like that gotcha yeah for sure it can that can be i think that's a challenge a lot of people face especially especially athletes who are playing at a very high level right trying to find that replacement for for what they've been doing for yeah. a lot a big part of their life right mm -hmm. so yeah that's a great way to uh to think about it and i'm just curious like how you know you ended up transitioning from you know the, the undergrad and soccer into physio school? Yeah, so it kind of started, like I mentioned, um, I grew up playing soccer my whole life um, and my love for the game just continued to grow as I got older. Um, and then with going down to the States to play soccer, within all those years, you know, I've, I've had a lot of injuries and, and a lot of different injuries as well. And so one of the most impactful moments for me was when I was going into grade 11, I tore my meniscus. Um, and so I ended up needing surgery for it. And post-surgery, I went to PT um, to rehab my knee. And that was when I was first exposed to PT. And that's when I really started to become very interested in the profession. And so that kind of has helped me transition into PT school as well because I've realized like I can draw in on my experiences to use it with PT and I think for me really emphasizing that has helped the transition into PT school just to help keep my focus 
um, and not get lost in, you know, school in itself and looking at the bigger picture of, you know, where I want to go. What was it about that physio at that time that really resonated with you and helped you? So I think the physio that I had, she was just very personable and she, she, I could tell she really cared. Um, and she, she related to me as well, because I remember her telling me a story about how she got injured at the same time as me, um, in my life. And I'm pretty sure it was, she tore a meniscus as well and ended up getting surgery. So for me, like that was crazy. Just having that kind of same relatable story. And she just really helped me through like a lot of things as I was going through the rehab process um, because of the extent of the injury that I had. Um, I ended up having a bucket handle tear. So my knee got locked. Um, so that was a huge process in itself. But I remember like for myself, like psychologically, you know, I would, I was worried about my knee a lot of the times. And, you know, she really like, she helped me realize like, look, you had surgery, we're going through rehab, you know, it's going to be okay, like your knee is okay. Um, and so that was just like, that was really impactful for me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to hear like, um, how like the relatability and them making you feel like, you know, heard and all of those things that you're talking about, how those are a lot of the things that we remember from those people that we work with like that's very similar to the experiences that I've had with physio prior to like wanting to become one and I think those things are the things that people really hold on to so it's interesting to hear you you know talk about that experience um all right so you you do all your personal statements for school you do your interviews you do your cap test you get accepted to Toronto you're super stoked you're ready to embark on this wonderful journey of physio school how was your expectation of like what physio was supposed to be and then you get into school and what was your experience like how did that go yeah so i think what i what i knew going into the schooling process was that it was going to be tough and it was going to be challenging um you know it's two years with a ton of content um in a short amount of time and so for me like i knew that was something that I was expecting and it definitely has still um, hold true to today um, and for me you know I was really looking forward to learning more in-depth knowledge on the human body because um, that's always been something I've always been interested in and that's something that has been a huge part of the content that we've learned obviously due to the nature of the job um, but, you know, like I think about we're finishing up our neuro unit right now and I wasn't too aware of all the neuro content um, just because of the classes that I've taken. They haven't gone in depth on, you know, the nervous system and stuff like that. And so for me, that was like a whole new area of content to learn um, that I wasn't aware about, wasn't aware of before. Um, and then also for me going into school, you know, it was two like straight years of school and I didn't want it to be something where I lost my interest in the profession. And for me, it hasn't been that 
I've enjoyed learning. I've enjoyed kind of the process of it. You know, I've had ups and downs with it, of course, as well. Um, but just seeing, just having a lot more appreciation for the profession and seeing like the huge impact that it does have on in, on individuals. Um, we have, or we had, it kind of got changed with COVID and stuff, but we had sessions where every Thursday we would go to a clinical um, place that they set up for us. And for me, it helped me remember why I started, you know, wanting to get into this profession because you saw the impact that it had. You saw the, the information you were learning put into practice. And that was just something that um, was kind of aligned with what I thought school was going to be and what it still is. Yeah, I think that's a thing that a lot of students wrestle with when they go into physio school because it is so fast paced and it's, it's a lot of uh, work that you can almost lose track of why you got into it in the first place and, and what you're there for. And, you know, not that your marks don't matter at all, but it's not, uh, it's not like you need to hit a certain number in order to get to the next level. Right. right. Uh, and I think that's something cool about how we connected is like, even before you were in school, you reached out to me and Dalton, um, about, uh, uh, meeting us at the physio night out event. And that was before you even went out to school. And I know that can be like a nerve wracking thing for people to reach out to some people that you don't even know. Um, but I'm, I would be interested to hear what, you know, what pushed you to reach out to us, you know, and, and push past that discomfort. Yeah. So for myself, you know, I'm, I'm kind of more like, I wouldn't necessarily put myself out there like that and like send an email um, to people that I've never met or even know. Um, but as I was listening to your guys' podcast and the episodes and stuff, you know, I remember just hearing you guys talk about, you know, someone, like, if, if you want to show, like, your appreciation for what someone's doing, like, they will appreciate that because, you know, the, all the work that you guys put into producing this podcast um, is a lot. And for me, like, listening to this content before going into school and thinking about it, it really helped me start to grow and start to think about things a lot more and so it was just I wanted to reach out and just from what you guys have said like reach out to people that's what I wanted to do and I just wanted to say hey like you know this podcast is really great um, I'm learning a lot and I just want to thank you guys for doing this and it can definitely be very challenging because you know you don't know you don't know if they're going to read it or if you know it really does make an impact but at the end of the day, like you're sending a message that is meaningful. And, and that was like the big part why I thought, you know what, I'm just going to do this. Yeah. And that, that I remember receiving the email, your email and like, though that was like one of the best things that we've probably experienced, like since starting the podcast, like we, we, we have people reach out, but like, you know, like having you reach out and being someone who hasn't even gone into physio school and has found value from our content. Like those are the reasons why we, we started the podcast. So to, to have you, you know, reach out and say, thank you. Like it does mean a lot to us. And it's, it's a great example of like, 
how we've grown ourselves because that's exactly what we've done with other people um, that we've learned from and admired that has led to relationships that have benefited us both as like just as people and in the profession and from a business standpoint. So like those, those simple thank yous can become something much more. So um, it's awesome for you to like do something like that. And it's glad, it's good that we're talking about it because hopefully more people will feel comfortable doing, doing those things. Yeah. Cause the thing is, is you can get right. Cause up. you know, I think about it too. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Jen. Oh, um, I, I think about it too. You know, if, I was in your position putting out content, like let's say a podcast and someone reached out to me to say, Hey, thank you. Like this is, this has made a big impact on me. Um, you know, it give me that extra drive to keep doing it. And you know, not everyone will resonate with the content that you put out, but not everything is going to. And so it's just, I know if I was in the same position, it would mean a lot to me to hear the same thing. I think the cool thing too is like when when you're in physio school and you are in that kind of bubble you forget that there's this whole network of people that you can connect with mm-hmm. uh and you know building those relationships and stuff that's how you're gonna you know get to where you want to be in your career uh and you can start doing that even while or before you're even going to school which i think is right. what was cool about what you did um yeah, so what has been the the biggest learning experience for you so far in your first year? I think the biggest learning experience would honestly just be like the concept of learning. Um, because I think before getting into this program, you know, you're it's mostly focused on memorize this, 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 and this. Um, and then are you able to spit out those facts on a test and such? But when you get into physio school, you know, it's more than just that because this is really going to be your career and it's not going to be spitting out those, those facts. Like once you get out into um, working as a clinician, you're not going to be writing these tests and spitting out facts. Like you're going to be connecting, you're going to be talking to patients and it's, it's more of like just spitting out facts to them, but like how you can use that information um, to help them. Um, And, you know, like I've had a lot of frustrating moments with this process of, you know, trying to learn, try to critically think more um, just because it hasn't been something that I've really been challenged to do before physio school. Um, So it's been hard to take this information and then apply it, but then also try and connect all these different things with it. So it's definitely like a big learning curve for me and it's still working through all of that um, just because there's so much information and you're like, what do I do with it? <laughs> it's like you're learning to learn so that you can help your clients learn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Jen, we still feel the same ways. Uh, every day, I would say, you know, trying to take the information that we know and that we understand and then relate it to the context of the person in front of us. But then not only, you know, putting it in context of what you're dealing with from an injury standpoint, but then trying to figure out how you're going to make that person understand what you're, what you're talking about and how you're going to then build it into their, into their daily life or make it part of their life. Like 
these things are are very complex in in you know you will continue to get better at them as you do more interaction and stuff but these are the things like that we still have to work through you know every day so but that's the way to approach it right is to approach how do you get to that sort of uh uh critical thinking mindset right and how do you learn how to take information and then apply it to uh, your clients or or learn how to communicate more effectively like those are the things that are going to help you be a better physiotherapist at the end of the day versus like memorizing a bunch of facts right do you feel like um like you know your schooling has helped facilitate that like is that something that they really push and build into the into the curriculum for you guys i think like in my opinion i think it does um and I think a lot of other people would agree because kind of how it's structured is we'll have, we'll have lectures on, you know, the content and then typically in the afternoon we'll have a clinical skills lab. So a lot of the times that morning lecture is going to be implemented into the afternoon critical skills lab and our faculty is really good at not just trying to give us an answer because at the end of the day, like there's no one right answer because, you know, the good old phrase, it depends, <laughs> always comes into play. Um, and so I think they have done a really good job of that in trying to not just give us an answer, give us some sort of answer right away, but to say, okay, well, you know, if you have this, like, what does it mean? And trying to get you to develop that thinking process more so than just giving you an answer and calling it a day yeah that's awesome that's really good stuff that's that's where the money's at in terms of trying to to learn and, and understand so that's great um all right so you're going through first year it isn't hard enough already so like you know you're overwhelmed with school all this information you're trying to have a life and then <laughs> obviously COVID hits and you're like great this will be awesome um how was that how was that like experience for you like with school, like what, what ended up happening with classes, with um, placements, all that fun stuff? Yeah, so back in March, when everything from in-person went to all online, it was definitely a big switch at the beginning, um, just because we couldn't do, you know, those clinical skills lab because we couldn't go on campus. So what ended up have, happening was, they ended up giving us like all the content. Um, so this is when we started our neuro unit. So they gave us all the content up front um, and ended up moving the clinical skill, skills lab later. And so we actually just started back on school um, this Tuesday. So that's been really nice to get back um, and start, you know, continue working towards graduating and stuff. Um, but at the beginning, you know, it's definitely challenging to go from in class, being with your classmates, having faculty in front of you to ask questions. Um, which we could still just stay motivated. Um, you know, you're at home and, you know, it's so easy to just say, you know what, I kind of just want to stay in bed today. Like, I don't want to do anything. Um, so that was a huge challenge as well. Um, but for the most part, I think the way that our faculty kind of adapted to the situation was 
right from the start and they've they've kept us on track to graduate um in still pretty good time we're about a month past what it was originally scheduled for so originally you know the end of about august um now it's about the beginning of october um so it's not too bad giving you know everything that has happened um but with clinical placements you know we had our first one scheduled for the beginning of june and that couldn't take place so kind of upsetting just because you know you want to start putting all your knowledge into practice but given that you know they've changed the schedule we're still going to have that placement just at a later time so it hasn't changed all that much thankfully and you know i'm just very thankful for our faculty for everything they've done to you know keep making this possible has a uh, virtual physio been part of the discussion <laughs> um it's come up a few times but it hasn't been a huge focus you know we haven't had a lecture on virtual physio but i'm pretty sure that one of the research projects um some of my classmates are doing is on virtual rehab so that's actually pretty cool to start um you know diving deeper into yeah no for sure it's it's interesting it'll be interesting to see how it gets implemented um or if it does get implemented into like the education um because you know obviously no one could have necessarily predicted what happened but i think you know most people that have had to transition to virtual and like us ourselves having to have seen like some really good benefits from it so it'll be interesting to see if it becomes a mainstay in like in the education system or even in the in the profession um going forward yeah um okay so so you're going do you know when you're going on your placement yet so you, like is it is it set as to where you're doing it the schedule that we've been provided um which you know could change at any moment um <laughs> it it looks like we're going to be starting our first placement in about october i think it's mid-october um and then it'll go until kind of the end of december before the holidays cool and what um what area has like piqued your interest so far in physio school for me um it's definitely the msk route um it's obviously like sports being a huge impact in my life and also a lot of my experiences with physio has been in the msk area um, i never really experienced cardio rest or neuro before school and for me i find the most enjoyment in msk um, and just with you know like my values of being physically active and all those kind of things it just i feel like i can have a greater impact in that area. Um, so for me, you know, I kind of, I kind of leaning towards going MSK. And do you see yourself working with athletes? I could, um, you know, I think going back to that whole being able to relate, um, could be a big thing with that. Um, I, Definitely know that I have a lot more to learn regarding, you know, the athletic population um, as far as training, you know, training for performance and sports specific and all that. So I definitely have a lot, a long way to go um, in that area.
but I do have an interest going that route. Cool. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome to hear you say like, you know, you, you know what you value and you, you know, you know what you enjoy and, and you're set on like, you know, trying to accomplish that. I think there's a lot to be said for that because I think sometimes, um, we get this thought put in our head like, Oh, like, you know, everyone says MSK, that's what they want to do. Or like, you know, you should experience everything else before you make like a decision. And I, and I agree. I think you should explore, but there's something to be said for knowing what you value, knowing what you like and enjoy and going and going for that. So it's, it's awesome to hear, you know, like that you feel that way about, you know, MSK and sport, sport related things. Yeah, because, you know, going into school, like you were mentioning, you know, I tried to stay open just because I was only more experienced, if you want to call it, in the MSK area. And so I just, I wanted to absorb as much information as possible and just stay open to possibilities. But I think having gone through most of the content for the program, I've realized like my interests are in MSK and you know, training and building those like habits of being physically active and stuff like that. So it's definitely just been something that I've really been thinking about a lot lately. It's awesome. Um, I just lost my train of thought right there. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Maybe you haven't had enough coffee. Yeah, I need another one. <laughs> um, I was going to say, oh, this was it. We're back. We're good. Okay. Um, my little man was running around and in the head trying to find, <laughs> find the, the, the things that I wanted to say. Um, what are you looking forward to, like, for the rest of the year and, like, and then going into second year in terms of, like, what you want to continue to learn and, and develop for yourself? Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to our placements. Um, like I've kind of mentioned before, just being able to now take what I've learned and put it into practice because when you're learning in class, it's a little hard to make it super realistic because you're given certain case studies and they have certain conditions, but we're not great actors, you know, that's not our job. And it's hard to fully, you know, try and act something out if you don't. Feel a lot better to put it into like perspective of someone with certain conditions. So I'm really looking forward to going on my placements and just to continue learning more um, in a lot of different areas as well. Yeah. The, uh, the, uh, trying to treat your classmates gets old really fast. You yes. know? <laughs> I got, I got really tired of like brushing up against Will's beard when I'm trying to do like <laughs> an assessment on him and all that. So <laughs> <laughs> but I think the cool thing is like, you know, your classmates and stuff know a lot about, uh, about physio and about injury and stuff where like your clients don't necessarily. Right. So I think that's the cool thing is like when you go out and you start working with people and it's not like, you know, Oh, I know this, but it's just like, you are in a position where you can offer them something. And I think that's a, that's a cool um, aspect of like starting to work with people. Um, but then just focusing on that connection piece. Right. And on uh, understanding how different people learn uh, right. and what resonates with them. You know, you spoke about your uh, 
experience with your physio and what was important uh, mm -hmm. and how much of that was the specific technique that your physiotherapist did, right? Right, yeah. That, I think that's a really big part too because, you know, when you're practicing on your classmates and such, you know, they kind of already know what you're going to do and the reasoning behind why you're going to do it. So it's just, you know, you could, you could say something and like, they already know. So it seems like, oh, that was like a good explanation, but you're never really going to know until you're in front of people that don't have as much knowledge in this area as we do. Totally. Yeah. And then you'll get the, you'll probably experience this. You'll be going and you'll be explaining these things and you'll feel like you're just absolutely crushing it. And then you'll just get someone staring at you like, mouth open, eyes wide, and you're just like, all right, we got to try that again. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's what's cool about like a real interaction yeah. is you can do that. You know, yeah. like it's not five minutes on the clock, right? It's right. like, hey, you know, that didn't work. <laughs> yeah, let's try something. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, yeah, so just to, to, to wrap up here, Jen, if you – if you had to offer like, you know, go back to like yourself entering into school and, and maybe give yourself a little, a little pep talk or some, or some things to think about heading into, you know, first year knowing what you know now, what would you, what would you think you'd say to yourself? I think one of the biggest things is embrace the process because there's a lot of times where I've been caught up with being frustrated of, you know, I feel like I should have known like some of the material that we've learned. But at the same time, like, I'm just beginning. I just started school. And we're not expected to know all of this. You know, like, there's people that come from all different backgrounds and all different degrees. And they don't require you to have, you know, if there is such a thing like pre-PT, like, you already learn, like, half the content. Um, so I think for me, you know, embrace the process and just stay in the present moment because you can get so caught up in thinking about, five years down the road of like what am I going to do then like all these things but like you're not going to know you know so it's like embrace the process right now learn what you need to learn um but keep that end goal in mind and I think for me that's something I've kind of kind of learned as I've gone through the program so far um just because, you know, I've got caught up in, in being overwhelmed and thinking about what I'm going to do as a clinician, but it's like, you never know where you're going to end up. Um, just do what you need to do today to succeed. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great, that's a great piece of advice for sure. Well, uh, I want to I want to wrap it up on that because that was so good. Um, why don't you, if you have somewhere where people can follow you, you can go ahead and let them know. Um, if not, totally fine but I know you do put out some nutrition content right so you can maybe send people that way yeah um you know I have my personal Instagram which um is just my personal life so nothing mm -hmm. really physio content wise um and then as a hobby a couple years ago I just started posting food so like a little food Instagram um just for the fun of it um so I think it's natural at natural nourish, but um, yeah, it just has a bunch of like food that I plated, um, trying to make it pretty. <laughs> um, it looks great. 
Well, thank you. <laughs> um, so yeah, if anyone's like interested in that, um, I think it's at Natural Nourish. Um, but then I just have my um, personal Instagram account. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, Jen, thank you so much for coming on. Honestly, it was uh, it was great to have you. It was it was a great way to kick off our our student series. We thought you'd be the perfect person to have on to talk about you know your experience and again, just thank you for your support with everything that we do. It really does mean a lot to us and we're glad that we were able to, uh, to make the connection with you. Yeah. Thank you guys as well for having me. Um, this is my first, first podcast. So it was really fun to, you know, try this out and just thank you guys for, you know, supporting me as well and just reaching out to me. Um, and you know, I wish you guys all the best of luck. I know you're starting your own clinic and, seen that progress on Instagram. Um, so I just wish you guys the best of luck with everything. Cool. Thanks, Jen. We'll have to have you out for a, a visit when, when it's all ready to go. All right. Sounds good, guys. Thank and you. We'll, we'll talk soon.